0: Hey everybody, Uh, Harry here with the Alston Pudding Podcast. Welcome to episode 7. I am so, so excited for this week's artist. If you're at all familiar with the Boston hip-hop scene over the past few years, then she really doesn't need an introduction. But, you know, for the sake of clarity, here's one anyway. We've got Oompa, a local hip-hop artist who just the past few years has She's really honed her craft, really honed her live shows, and is continuing to like is continuing to raise her profile. Every every month that goes by, every year, you know, she's a multiple. I think two-time Boston Music Award winner. I think first for like unsigned artist of the year, and then more recently for live artist of the year listening to her two albums so far, November third from a few years ago and then Cleo from twenty nineteen. That Hip Hop Artist of the Year Award is coming. That overall general artist of the year award is coming. So yeah, I you know, I don't have too much more to say to introduce this. I'm so excited for you guys to hear to hear this talk. I'm so excited to have Oompa on the show. Uh, Thank you to her and her management PR team for coordinating this interview. Uh, Thank you to Christine Bariale from Austin Pudding uh, for helping coordinate this interview. But yeah, anyway, Oompa has uh, released two singles so far this summer. First Go and now most recently LeBron, which uh, both have been Phenomenal listens. Add them to your your summer playlist. I know we're kind of winding down summer here. I'm recording this on August 22nd, and we're in the middle of a hurricane hitting. So uh, that's fun, right? Little end of summer hurricane up in Massachusetts. Um, yeah, but I'm mean, regardless. I still hope you made it out to the beach, out and in, out into nature sometime this summer. Um, You know, it's good to get in tune with the natural world, I think. Uh, I haven't gotten too political Mm -hmm. or anything uh, so far in this show, but I will say that it is imperative that we treat our Earth kindly and with respect and prioritize the conservation of our natural lands. I don't know why I felt the need to uh, say that right now, but um, for this episode, it really has nothing to do with what me and Oba are talking about, but it's what's on my mind right now. Um, oh, uh, actually, before it begins, uh, quick side note: I'm gonna take a bye week next week, so there will be no episode next week. But in two weeks, episode eight will come out. I've got a couple other interviews with uh, with artists recorded, uh, and so I just want to like catch up on editing those and getting those out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you again to anyone who's tuned into this podcast so far. Um, thank you to the artists who have, uh, the four artists who have popped in so far for interviews and the other ones who have, but those episodes haven't come out yet. Thank you to, thank you to everyone who's, you know, taken part in this series so far and it has been a lot of fun to do. You know, now that I'm sort of winding down the first couple months, it's been about almost three months since I determined to, like, really set out to start this. You know, it's been a, a wonderful experience, and it's getting, feels like it's getting better and better week to week. Uh So thank you to everyone. Yeah, uh so here we go. Me and Oompa talking. Let's do this.
1: Like you're looking for a feeling and you're feeling in your grasp Every time I try to quit you, you come with it, I relapse Need me another hit, a buck fifty, I'm hitting gas for it She said it's yours, you don't even have to ask for it Four girls here, we don't even need no passports We could take a flight if you ain't afraid of heights Where we going on tonight? You don't need no boarding pass, shorty Don't know if I'm swimming now, don't know if I'm drowning All I know is that I'm kicking, and ocean is all around me Tell me that she loved me, boy. I know it's something bigger. Them cameras is coming quick, and we see in the bigger picture. I don't know what to do. I know she want me gone, but that's so good. I'm forgetting that as long as it worth it. I know it ain't worth it, but I, I gotta go.
0: Confession, I'm restless. I guess it's a blessing. i making it I got mind slowing down with the way. seen you like around so many shows like performing at so many shows like over the past few years and you know being part of Alston Pudding for like five years now you know your name that you know keeps coming up and like impossible impossible to to avoid or ignore even if I wanted to like sometimes it's a good thing to think uh, (laughs) no yeah it's it's definitely a good thing it's definitely a good thing and I know you're you've got a show tonight at um Starlight Square, yeah. If it in, doesn't get rained Central.
1: out,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, it, it got rained out last week. The right? same
1: exact weather pattern as last week, like yeah. <laughs> the flash flood warning, five o'clock, a yeah, whole nine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that show looks looks really sick. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Uh, you've had a couple other shows like outdoor things. Yeah, so far this one. summer. Right? No, just
1: one. Uh, I have Yeah, one one at um, Cambridge CX. Oh, actually, in my backyard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, That was the first time back with That was my first time outside with a show in over a year and a half. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was with the band and, like, yeah, little situation. It was cute.
0: Nice, (laughs) nice. Um, And so, like, uh, I don't know, how was it? dusting off like tracks for performances Ooh, yeah. <laughs> did you feel like a little little bit rusty or definitely was it just like yeah
1: definitely I just didn't I didn't understand my body in space Like I was like what is this what is this <laughs> also I hurt my I had a knee injury I was working through so no yeah I was like just trying to like make sure that I, I didn't mess it up too much more but it was a lot of fun it was like like it I just keep having these reminders, uh, like just different things keep happening I, and it keeps reminding me that like, I don't want to do anything else, really. You know, like <laughs> yeah. making music, releasing music, creating and performing other things that I just, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and I know, cause, uh, so a lot of my prep for this was just like, I'm just going to listen to Cleo a few times. Oh, um, yeah, but I know that that came out um like summer 2019 yeah, was yeah it was it? two years
1: ago in a few days yeah
0: so like how much were you able to perform those tracks live before the you know covid dropped and and we all had to go inside and not not go to shows right. anymore i i,
1: I think I, I did a lot of moving that, that album around Uh, i did a, like quite a few shows in 2019 um prior to releasing it, I did like a lot of those songs and then after uh we had a few big shows and a couple smaller runs and I we went on tour um that fall. So I got to like move it around the country a little bit too, which was super cool. Uh, yeah, to the point where like there's like people in my band are like, we cannot do this song again. And I'm like, We're doing it again, you know, bring it
0: back. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Nice. And was that the tour? Because um, I know one of your tours, you brought uh, OJ Slaughter yes. uh, along yes. uh, for for photography. Because they're they're such an incredible photographer. Oh my God. Uh. Yes,
1: an incredible human, but like an incredible artist too. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to convince them. Well, not convince them. We're friends. Um, but it, it aligned where they came on tour, and they just like really heightened the experience for me. Like artistic, so mm-hmm. dope. So dope to have them.
0: It's, yeah, it's uh, it's always really cool to have like, one, you know, like a really talented friend like that. But then at the same time, someone who does specialize in in really high quality photography, getting you like those personalized tour and performance pics. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: And I know they also did like some of the photography work on the new video.
1: They um they yeah the video that's upcoming that we just shot. They, go we, right? no not go um they did. That was oh, okay. Ali Shmalen. Um they okay. they're they're doing a lot of the um, the photos for the the project itself. and then um, OJ and I, we hadn't seen each other in a couple months and we reconnected and they came to support at the video shoot and had their camera and like really shot a lot of stuff documentary style for me, which was again like just a great addition to to the process. so yeah but um, we just shot with Ali Schmalon again yesterday for the project. Uh, for some of the rollout stuff and that was also super cool. Like two two of my favorite photographers in the city. Or two of my favorite photographers, period. <laughs> yeah.
0: When um do you have uh any like planned release dates for that that video?
1: Um well we haven't announced yet, but it, the song is coming very, very soon. Like okay. like you can count it on your fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. No, I love the I love the the Go video. It's another thing I watched like a couple times, you. like you know the past couple days. Yeah, because it's got that that sort of light. I don't know uh, the name of the the performer in the car with you oh, uh, for most of that. What, what was it? T. Louis. T. Louis. It seemed like you two had just like there was like a little heist uh, motif going on, <laughs> and that was sort of like the getaway video. But it also it has like a really chill, relaxed vibe too. So it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, like that. that's a dope point. Like I'm coming off of like Cleo as an album where like a lot of the themes were like, so November 3rd, the project before it was like a lot of blood and a lot of just me needing to process things that have happened in my life and like understand their personal context and the larger context for them. And then Cleo was sort of like going back and kind of digging under the surface a little bit more, taking a wider lens, but like trying to figure out where all of this fits in the in the larger narrative in my world and like in my world and like what I like what I want that to look like. You know, I, I was thinking about what what redemption looked like, what a possibility of a future looked like, what it might be to not suffer and like as a as a life characteristic like what would that look like and i think this new project is all about walking into that space um so this video strangely enough it kind of just kind of came together like this this um this heist being the the first part of um the project rollout because cleo was all of like cleo's from that that movie and it was all about a heist it was all about a series of bank robberies and for this one it was more like uh, i I won't tell you like exactly the story because that continues to unravel but uh, the idea is, yeah, we just, yeah, just come off this heist um, and we're like these fugitives, but I don't want to focus on fugitivity in this explicit way. I would rather focus on the escapism or like the joy or like the love that, that happens in between. Mm-hmm. Like you think about like Queen of Slim or like, um, what's the other one? Um, what are the two?
0: Thelma and Louise. and Louise and like the other one. That- that definitely came to mind when I was watching the video. Yeah,
1: yeah. You just want to talk yeah. about like what that interpersonal situation was like, not necessarily mm-hmm. what you're escaping from, but like maybe what you're escaping to.
0: And yeah, so going back to, to Cleo, what so what was the movie that those kind of like in like spoken word interludes are from?
1: Oh no, the uh so the whole the whole thing was based um on a character from a movie called Set It Off. And Set It Off okay. was um it came out in the nineties and it's just like a hood classic. And it's just about these like four super disenfranchised women who just got kind of fed up with trying to figure out their way inside the system. And they had some homies that successfully got away with a robbery and that became like their thing. It was like, okay, like we're going to we're going to do a robbery and that one robbery turned into a few. um, And, you know, every single one of them had a different fate in the movie. And Cleo had Cleo was the character that felt closest to me as a human. And I was like, well, she didn't stand a chance from the beginning just because of who she was. So I was wondering what it would be like for her to redeem her, like not redeem her, she didn't need redeeming from anybody, but like, what would it be like to rewrite her future um, and in turn rewrite my own?
0: Mm, That's interesting. Yeah, because I definitely, you know, having the benefit of re-listening to it a couple of times in the past few days, I definitely, this time around, got more of the sense that there is like a, a story to it, especially hearing those sort of like interlude recordings of of dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, no, it 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 seemed like a, I don't know, just like hearing that interwoven with with your really really adept lyricism and your your ear for, I don't know, y- you have uh, this really great ability to to change up your flow, um, even like within one song. So the the sort of title track, Cleo and them uh, stood out, um, one, because the beat, like the bass line on that beat is so, so powerful. But then, um, like the interplay between you and Brandy Blaze, who features on that song, like she's got such a distinct voice and like such a powerful, powerful presence on a track. You know, like after her verse, I was like, Oh, well, that's, that's the, you know, fucking guest verse that comes in and kills it but then you come in after and like i was like how could you possibly like raise the energy after a brandy blaze verse? but then but then you come in with this like new flow that we haven't heard in the song yet Mm -hmm. um and just kind of like boost the energy i'm like i'm like rambling now it's your track you (laughs) you, know you know you know what you did but like i don't know i was just it was such a clever way to like keep boosting the energy of an already very very energetic song. Thank
1: you. I thought the song was over when I wrote my first verse. And then Brandy came in. Like Brandy had a real life experience that like like we were like when she pulled up to the studio, she was like there was like some BS going on outside and she was confronted with that. So I was like B, (laughs) don't slap nobody. Come to the studio
0: (laughs) get in right
1: and she when I tell you she came in with that look like like (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yo, get in. The- I didn't even talk to her. I didn't say anything. I said, yo, get in the booth. We'll talk after. She gets in the booth and she just goes crazy on the on the track. And I was like, I thought the song was over. But then I was like, you know, in real hip hop, like competition style, I was like, that's my baby. That's my sis. But I can't go out like that. Like,
0: I can't go out like,
1: that. like to me, the-, yeah. the 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 whole song is made by Brandy's verse. But I had to come back and like put a third verse because I was just like, mm. You can't not after that on <laughs> song, but it's still Brandy song in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, uh, no. It, it did uh, that like little element of of competition, like friendly competition. Did kind of what I thought might have happened, <laughs> where you like heard that verse and you're like, oh, I can't, can't let her come in. This is a song on my album. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's still her song. She still got that. But I was like, I would have just been completely deflated, Dipset style, if I would have just like. Nah, put a third verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but I mean, I think you definitely like found found the way to do it where you don't just like rehash the same, you know, specifically like the same like flow and cadence from like the first verse where you start going a lot more like rapid fire. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I love that track. Um, a couple of the other ones that like really really stand out where uh yam's saying
1: oh um thank you
0: i know uh the track by you the track with Jimily mm-hmm. really good i mean the whole album like flows really really well and getting that sense more of you know that there is sort of a story that there is sort of this like character that acts as as this precedent for you know you Exploring what's going on in in your own life and kind of like coming into your own as as a as an artist. Um,
1: yeah, more so like just as a human. Like,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, so when did uh, for that album? When did those ideas kind of start taking shape as as like an album? Because you had mentioned that it was sort of following up on November third a little bit. Yeah where that was i forget how you put it but that was you sort of like first i don't know like just dealing with things that were going on in your life and now this is like the the natural extension of that and trying to like hold yourself up to this this character from this movie set it off you mm-hmm. said i don't know how do, how do you see that like evolutionary process and and how do you know that like now is the time to start shaping the most recent updates in in my life into into an album.
1: Yeah, I think I think that like yeah, like I I think that one of the things that I'm most proud of in terms of like being an artist is that I'm not afraid to grow and try, but like I also go to sleep knowing that everything I said is like true to my life. And so that said, I feel like you know, November 3rd was a snapshot of my life like from what I could remember, you know, that I was trying to capture around um, my mother's passing up up until that time, up until 2016, and it was like really just trying to put the pieces together and make sense of it. And then I think that like having that on the table allowed me to sort of like assess what was on the table enough to make this new project that was like a snapshot from like that period up until, you know, it came out. Like, what was, what was that like? Um, What was life like for me then? And what, like, what kind of things was I like assessing in real time in my life? Like what kind of pieces was I putting together? And like, how, yeah, yeah. And I think the same thing is true now where it's like, I am tired of bleeding. I am tired of like suffering. I'm tired of, I'm also tired of suffering as an artist for other people's consumption. People to think that they know me and like kind of categorize me in a certain kind of way without ever like speaking to me. That kind of you know like that's something I don't necessarily love. Even though it's, it's, it's unavoidable, right? You put out art, right, people are gonna assume that they know everything there is to know about you because that's the only proximity to you. Is that so? That makes sense. But um I think that I just I I think it was time for me to do real work, like to not just talk about it, not just talk about what had happened in my life, but like to go underground in my own into my own shell into my own life and really try to figure out what was happening, what kind of life I wanted to live, what kind of ways I would, like, you know, like, who, who was the person I wanted to be? Um, and how do I find myself in the present as much as possible without hovering on the future or the past? And um, it brought me to this new project of, like, really trying to document and really trying to figure out what joy is and what liberation is in that sense, like, for me and, like, to capture it in real time. You know, like the ugly work is for me, my therapists, and whoever's around me, right? Whoever's here to catch the blood in real life. But like, for the art, I wanted, I want. And sorry, I say one more thing: is that like I go back and I no, go on. No, thank you. I go back and listen yeah. to my other projects, and I sometimes it makes me super emotional to think about like where I was and where I am, and like how I grow, and you know these snapshots out of my life. And but it also makes me sad sometimes because I'm like, damn, I had so much joy too. Like, and I forgot to mention that. And so this project is like. It's a documenting of the joy. Like, it's completely just about fun that I was having. A lot of the verses are freestyle, piece by piece. Like, it, it's just about the fun and the pursuit of that constantly while I do my real work in real life. Like, I hope that like, what is trans, what is being uncovered in my personal life, is now shown to you in this art. You know.
0: And that, when you say new project, that's the the upcoming.
1: Yes. Yeah. The the new work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go especially definitely seems more like a more like a rejoicing than sort of like a rehashing of of past experiences. But no, I uh, I, th- I want to go back to something you you just said, um, sort of about this this new like as your profile as an artist and you know sort of as a public figure grows, as you gain more of a following, it does sort of bring along a new set of problems where like you know, especially as an artist who in your past work has, you know, put in a lot of lyricism about like your personal struggle and the, the struggles of people around you. I don't know, like, how do you, how do you balance that sort of relationship with, uh, I don't know, like the public and like maintaining like a some level of personal boundary?
1: Yeah. I think it started for me in the art really of like, like, I think that there, and I think this is what i'm exploring is like there is a way to show people that you can go through a series of things in your life and still hold on to hope like the or like you can still hold on to the possibility of a worthwhile life like i think that there's a way to show and not always have to tell you know what i mean like um, uh, because the other thing too is, is like like as i've been like going into therapy too is like like, I do a lot of disclosing up front, and that's not necessarily safe. You know, that's not healthy. And so I'm also just learning boundaries around what to disclose in general. And, like, I don't need people to know the deepest and darkest things about my life before they ever know my my birth name, you know, or my real name, whatever. Like, so it's, like, I, I think that, that it's just, like, the personal work kind of coming through in in the the public facing part of that. Yeah. So I think the balance is, yeah, the balance is first person. Like it, it comes in the form of figuring out my own personal boundaries first and then being able to like use those boundaries or for them to become second nature enough that I could create without being mindful of what I do and don't want to tell. But instead, like for that second nature to come through and be like, I want to talk about this. um uh, and, and it's just in, in alignment with that boundary.
0: Yeah, it's a really, really good way to, to think of it. And also, you had you had talked about your music, your art being sort of this object of uh, you know public consumption, which is something I, I think a lot about now. Um, the way that we in general, like as a as an audience, that like consume is really the key word. There's like so so much media, such a, a whether it's music, TV, movies, literature, what have you. There's such a wealth and, like, diversity of, of art now. But one thing I think we forget is how much how much time it takes for an artist to make a piece of art and, like, how much personal energy and personal experience uh, and just elements of the self go into making. Like, Clio, I think, runs about an hour. But, it you know, it took... I imagine many many hours to make that at you know whatever level from the recording to the the mixing and mastering to the release and promotion of it mm-hmm. um and it's weird to think that like somebody might listen to that once and and not really pay that much attention to the lyrics <laughs>
1: oh, yep. and,
0: you know yep. <laughs> but yeah no i think. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of media obviously there's way more media than we could ever interact with in our, our lives yeah. at this point. But I yeah, I do guess I, I guess I wanna say like it makes me like nervous, but that might might not be the the right way. It just like makes me wary that like our consumption of of media is so I don't know, so in the moment where we don't really let things sit and last and I know. So I guess, I guess I just urge everybody to kind of check your relationship with Maybe. with what you're consuming.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that you know, I literally was just having this conversation with some of my team yesterday at dinner about this kind of sadness sometimes about watching how quickly things happen for other people, you know, and how slowly it seems to be happening sometimes for me and like first of all co- you know comparison is the thief of joy we know that so there's already that but there's also this thing where it's like when i look back even to my first project november 3rd 2016 uh have I, I can see and i can look, like the the growth is feels almost material and, and so like that i like if i listen to that you know at random i might be like ooh this ain't you know this ain't this ain't good right but like for me, I, I still feel proud of that, you know, like I still feel proud of that project. And even Cleo, like I'm excited to put out new work so that that represents me and like where I am now. But I'm still proud of everything that went into Cleo, from the writing to the recording to the release to the sold out, you know, release show. Like I'm still proud of everything that went into that. And that kind of stuff takes time. And I think that it's important for me to have the people around me and for me to remember that part of it, the thing that that matters, the fact that you care about the stories you told, that you care about the art, that you took your time, that you were patient. It took you three years to come out with a new project, but like you're proud of it, and like it's the slow turn, uh, because so much of what's happening now is is requiring you to find that balance, if not succumb completely to the way that we consume media, which is like, I need a new, I need a new record from you every week, every week, every week, something new every week, every day you post, and I'm just like if you if you succumb to it and you're not ready, if your energy doesn't align with that, it could be really draining. It could it really suck the life out of things. And so, it, but you, you also got to speed it up more than like our usual, like album, sort of like the way we used to do albums and consume albums. But like, I think that it's important to just have the right people around you to remember the long game when you can't see the long game because it could really, really impact you.
0: I think especially something like social media really doesn't, Allow us to to sit with things for you know an extended period of time and really get a extended familiarity. It's like sort of become all about like what's trending, like what's hot today. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of a lot of people put more more value in this like the social media interactions than they do in you know actually creating something that they are personally personally happy with yeah I don't know like it's I get it because like social media has become such an ingrained part of our culture and society but at the same time like I don't know I think it gets back to what you're saying about about boundaries and like yeah you have to you have to make media that you're happy with and art that you're happy with and want to get out into the world
1: yeah I also think that we also have to like you know the reality is is that social media for good bad and otherwise like is a vehicle is is a tool and uh, uh, like you you almost can't be successful you can't be successful in the industry of music without people knowing your music and the big one of the biggest vehicles for marketing and getting people to know your music is social media so like we rely heavily on that interaction and I think like I said it's really easy to just like forget about the other things that go into it. But it's like once you get the attention, you want to have the substance that keeps people where they are. You know, you don't want you don't want to be like someone who gets moved on from so quickly because you're only concerned how you can get the next set of attention, you know.
0: But I mean, social media can also allow for some really, really wonderful things to happen. I know you recently got uh, a shout out from Snoop Dogg, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Highlight of my twenty twenty one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's uh yeah that's a that's a pretty big one yeah, uh, yeah. i was also just really excited because i was like oh, snoop dogg's paying attention to boston rap okay,
1: okay. <laughs> i was like i like we we i you know i've been trying to celebrate more and more like every little thing that happens so we were releasing the video for gold that night and i had a couple friends come to my friend t Louis's house who um i collaborated with frequently she's like like i said the the, the person who's in the video and, and will be in every other video uh, for this film. Um, she, like, we are at her house and you know, everything was good. Vibes were cool. Everybody's having a good celebratory old time. And then I go on social media and see that he reposted it. And I broke down crying in the club, yo. I just was, I was in the <laughs> corner just crying my eyes out because I was like, Nobody knows what the week before was like in my personal life, the week right before this release, before we decided we were going to celebrate everything. and be Like, you know, and it's such a... It's like, yes, it's small, like, he shared my music, right? But, like, it's big because you spend so much time doing this thing that you think nobody cares about, but you, mm-hmm. and somebody like Snoop Dogg, who you look up to, is like,
0: yeah. Yeah, a legend like legend. that. Legend. Like, he's living legend. Yeah. Uh, so it's also you know like he shares something of yours and like he's got a big following like a lot of people respect snoop dogg a lot and if snoop dogg says this song is good like people are going to pay attention yeah
1: 100 percent.
0: but yeah it was also just like really cool to, because anytime i talk to a boston rapper you know the the general consensus is like um i know i think this is how dj y sham puts it uh boston got next okay. where it's like there's so much good music going on good hip-hop going on in boston that like it's only a matter of time before people outside of boston start to recognize yeah let's hope so yeah no i i keep knocking on wood but yeah every time i see something like that you know snoop dogg sharing your song or yeah,
1: something on a similar Nicki, to that Dash, I guess. remix yeah
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i was actually just Turned onto that by my interview last week. I was talking to this local producer and he was talking about Bia hopping on, or Nicki Minaj hopping on that Bia remix. So
1: fired. Just like watching Joyner, Millie's, Mm -hmm. man, Buren Boys, Latrell, like all of these cats just constantly raising the bar. It's so dope.
0: Yeah, and it also feels like everybody, you know, yourself included, you know, other people at Hipstery, Cliff, just like everybody's got their own sort of sound and and style and, you know, no one's trying to sound like anybody else, that everybody's trying to sound really unique. Yeah. And especially in, you know, going back to that sort of like consumptive idea of media, I feel like part of that consumption on like a large scale is that like, there are certain sounds that like artists are expected to replicate. Yeah. And um, just, I don't know, it's just like always really refreshing to see artists trying to like askew those like what's expected of them. Yeah, yeah. In a mainstream sense. Yeah,
1: just by being themselves too. Like which yeah, hopefully being themselves. I assume (laughs) (laughs) I assume so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think being genuine is it might not might not move the same numbers sometimes, but I, I I do think that's like I don't know. I think it yields better art at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. Yeah. You messed me up there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know you also um, you also take some influence from uh, Jay Cole, right? Because you have that song, uh, Feel Like yeah, Cole. Yeah, I
1: love Cole. I like how he moves. I love what he attempts to do. I love, like, the way he... Just, just the way he moves, man. And, like, uh, it, it's very clear to me, like, we had a lot of like vision aligned similarities.
0: What other uh, influences do you you cite?
1: Oh, um, I mean, everything I listen to and love is an influence. And so I guess in that way, I I love like funk, like old funk music, like big, like James Brown, James Brown, Funkadelic fan, like old R&B, like Steven Wonder, Ray Charles, you know, Motown whatever um down to like 90s R&B and like but I, I take great influence from like like I, I learned how to rap because of Eve and Jadakiss and Ludacris and Twista <laughs> and um yeah I love Missy Elliott uh Kendrick Lamar Tyler the Creator Tierra Whack yeah it's a lot of people uh, a are-
0: yeah, I mean that that kind of spreads spreads all like time periods. Yeah. Like Tierra Whack is doing a lot of stuff recently that's like very very cool. Yeah, very I don't know feels like at the forefront of like newness. Yeah, um, I don't want to like overrate newness versus like you know what what's gotten big over the past few years, but it definitely feels like anytime I and I like I don't listen to the radio too too often, but anytime I do pop on the radio it it feels like a lot of stuff is like copy and pasted over Mm -hmm. and that like you know it goes back into that like the idea that there's like one or two styles that are are really big at any given time Mm -hmm. it's just you know refreshing to hear people try to veer from that that norm and try to bring in new new elements. Mm,
1: Yeah T.R. Wack is one of those people for me I love her. T.R. Wack and Tyler the Creator I think are always kind of In that space. Like, that's that's like my dream tour. Like, Tyler, the creator headliner brings Tierra Whack as support, brings me, like, super opener. Like.
0: (laughs) I think I actually saw you at a Tyler, the creator show, uh, like, back in 2019 at Aganis Arena because I was. Like, I was like a couple rows back, but I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's Oompa yeah, down there. Yeah, that was me. Uh, was like, <laughs> that was like the Igor tour.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I was I was there. My friend, so so OJ Slaughter, uh, had was shooting that night and gave me like an extra ticket. So I was there by myself. It was just me and these like college girls and in then in the, in the, in next to me or whatever. We had the time of our life. We had the time of our life. <laughs> it was so much fun.
0: Uh similarly uh like yeah i went just to like review the show so i got you know like a ticket to like write about it and also awesome putting i've been a tyler fan since like the first of tape
1: wow. dropped, wow. Uh,
0: and like you know talking about like growth as an artist he's he's feels like he's come a long way Uh like personally and artistically like igor like i like the new album um call me if you get lost but like igor i think was just such a like, a stunning achievement that year.
1: Like, Power Boy almost got me there, but Igor, incredible. I don't
0: know, just, like, the pyrotechnics that were involved, like, his outfit choices, just the the minimalism of having him, like, you know, pretty much alone on stage in, like, that blue suit and, and wig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could I could geek out about Tyler. Yeah,
1: I learned a lot from that, that whole, his whole... That whole Igor movement, I learned a lot from that. Yeah. do what you can do what want. You do. Yo, I'm the product and the quotient I'm the 40 and I'm goaded You can argue with your mama, nigga This ain't law, I know I'm the judge and the jury and the caller I see, fuck the law, throw up the mobbers Free my niggas till they free them, huh? escape in the gold Fucked around, jumped in the land Had Mary and Noah, Menage in the ark And it's all going court in the plan uh, Twisted, it's all of the gym that she liking the jewels I said, do the math, baby You add one when the woman it's always gonna get me to you We were just walking the T-Stops Imagine the knees dry. That's why we don't get no free hard. Ain't no commitment in these jobs. All my real bitches they taught me the game, so if I ain't Kobe, I'm Lebron, nigga. Yo yo, 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 i will leave Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Lebron. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Lebron. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do what you can, nigga. I do what I'm If it's and us us, hoping, nigga, you know I'm the one. Ain't no tools on my roster, they gon' shoot everything they want. If I want it, then I'll have it, tell i take it out the luck Goofy, you do what you can, nigga, I do what I want If it's hers and us, nigga, you know I'm the one Ain't no tools above my rights, and they gon' shoot everything they want If I want it, then I'll have it, then I'll take you out the luck do what you can, nigga. You know I son, I'm loving fuckin'. I'm oh. leaving, but I don't trust the need 'em. A nigga out the hood, kind living good. Keep it low. I was raised with them heathens. I kept my feet down and get my fear. I said the cash out for you real. You wanna blue for a picture in the ritz with a i number how to last laugh like Gina. Chase the game every season, go Jordan. What they thinking they thinking it's all so poison. You wanna eat with me? Take the sub, nigga. Don't come around, ain't no love, nigga. Love gun, it's a dub, nigga. Big Mac on the corner number one, nigga. <laughs> and they know I at it up. Try to get me for a Charlie. call to jump to the bus, nigga. I'm the season and i saw Papa, I'm the reason your team lost, papa. I'm the reason why they clap when they see me, but they talk around behind my back Cause they want their job and shit Me, I just need a job done. Anybody keep it paper, you just got cross the wrong one. Giving go and it, it's up, getting gone up on you bums. Niggas know just how it's done You do what you can If it's us and us, hoping, nigga, you know I'm the one. No tools of a maraster, they gonna shoot everything they want. If I want it, then I have it till take it out of the line. Goofy, you do what you can, nigga. I do what you want. You do what you can, I do whatever I, I, what I
0: want. Nigga, I do what I want. Yeah, make- I mean
1: look out for a special announcement for October. It should be coming up very soon. Um really, okay. really big moment in my career. Being announced very soon. Just excited to continue to be putting out music and visuals that I feel proud of. Yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah.